0: AF, Don't Align Agents to Evaluations of Plans by Alex Turner. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Don't Align Agents to Evaluations of Plans, published by Alex Turner on November 26, 2022 on the AI Alignment Forum. Another stab at explaining don't design agents which exploit adversarial inputs. This is not the follow-up post mentioned therein. That post will, presumably, come next. After asking several readers for their understandings, I think that I didn't successfully communicate my points to many readers. I'm now trying again, because I think these points are deeply important. In particular, I think that my arguments rule out many target AI motivational structures, including approval-directed agents, over a rich action space, approval-based amplification, if the trained agent is supposed to be terminally motivated by the amplified overseer's ratings, and some kinds of indirect normativity. Background Material One motif in some AI alignment proposals is an actor which proposes plans, and a grader which evaluates them. For simplicity, imagine we want the AI to find a plan where it makes an enormous number of diamonds. We train an actor to propose plans which the grading procedure predicts lead to lots of diamonds. In this setting, here's one way of slicing up the problem. Outer alignment, find a sufficiently good grader. Inner alignment, train the actor to propose plans which the grader rates as highly possible ideally argmaxing on greater output, but possibly just intent alignment with high greater output. This greater optimization paradigm ordains that the AI find plans which make the greater output good evaluations. An inner aligned actor is single-mindedly motivated to find plans which are graded maximally well by the greater. Therefore, for any goal by which the greater may grade, an inner aligned actor is positively searching for adversarial inputs which fool the greater into spitting out a high number. In the diamond case, if the actor is in or aligned to the grading procedure, then the actor isn't actually aligned towards diamond production. The actor is aligned towards diamond production as quoted via the grader's evaluations. In the end, the actor is aligned to the evaluations. Clarifications Greater optimization is about the intended agent motivational structure. It's about a trained agent which is trying to find plans which grade highly according to some criterion. Greater optimization is not about grading agents when you give them reward during training e.g. we watch the agent bump around and grade it on whether it touches a diamond. When it does, we give it plus one reward. This process involves the agent's cognition getting reshaped by policy gradients, for example upon receipt of plus one reward. In policy gradient methods, reward chisels cognitive circuits into the agent. Therefore, the agent is being optimized by the reward signals, but the agent is not necessarily optimizing for the reward signals or for any greater function which computes those signals. Greater optimization is not about the actor physically tampering with for example the plan diamondness calculator. The grading rule can be, how highly would Albert Einstein rate this plan if he thought about it for a while? Albert Einstein doesn't have to be alive in reality for that. These will be elaborated later in the essay. Greater optimization doesn't seem sensible. I'm going to try saying things, hoping to make something land. While I'll mostly discuss greater optimization, I'll sometimes discuss related issues with argmaxing overall plans an agent which desperately and monomaniacally wants to optimize the mathematical plan state/trajectory evaluation greater function is not aligned to the goals we had in mind when specifying training the greater for example make diamonds the agent is aligned to the evaluations of the greater for example a smart person's best guess as to how many diamonds a plan leads to don't align an agent to evaluations which are only nominally about diamonds and then expect the agent to care about diamonds you wouldn't align an agent to care about cows and then be surprised that it didn't care about diamonds. Why be surprised here? Greater optimization fails because it is not the kind of thing that has any right to work. If you want an actor to optimize X but align it with evaluations of X, you shouldn't be surprised if you can't get X out of that. In that situation, the actor doesn't give a damn about diamonds, it cares about evaluations. Rounding greater optimization off to Goodhart might be descriptively accurate but it also seems to miss useful detail and structure by applying labels too quickly. More concretely, grade plans based on expected diamonds and diamonds are not even close to each other. The former is not a close proxy for the latter, it's not that you're doing something which almost works but not quite, it's just not a sensible thing to even try to align an AI on. We can also turn to thought experiments. Consider two people who are fanatical about diamonds. One prefers pink diamonds, and one prefers white diamonds. A phaic their superintelligent versions both make diamonds. Consider an AI aligned to evaluations of diamonds, versus the person who prefers white diamonds. A fact, the AI's super intelligent version will not make diamonds, while the person will. Why? There's goal divergence from true diamond motivation in both cases, no? The proxies are closer in case one inch is a very lossy answer. Better to ask why do I believe what I believe? What, step by step, happens in case one, compared to case two? What mechanisms secretly generate my anticipations for these situations? Greater optimization is also bad because it violates the non-adversarial principle. We should not be constructing a computation that is trying to hurt us. At the point that computation is running, we've already done something foolish willfully shot ourselves in the foot. Even if the AI doesn't find any way to do the bad thing, we are, at the very least, wasting computing power. If you're building a toaster, you don't build one element that heats the toast and then add a tiny refrigerator that cools down the toast. Non-adversarial principle, arbital. In the intended motivational structure, the actor uses compute to trick the grader, and the grader uses compute to avoid being tricked. I think we can realize massive alignment benefits by not designing uncompetitive motivational architectures which waste compute and require extreme robustness properties. As I wrote to Wei Dai, argmax violates the non-adversarial principle and wastes computation. ARGMAX requires you to spend effort hardening your own utility function against the effort you're also expending searching across all possible inputs to your utility function, including the adversarial inputs. For example, if I ARGMAXed over my own plan evaluations, I'd have to consider the most terrifying to me basilisks possible, and rate none of them unusually highly. I'd have to spend effort hardening my own ability to evaluate plans, in order to safely consider those possibilities. It would be far wiser to not consider all possible plans and instead close off large parts of the search space. You can consider what plans to think about next, and how long to think, and so on. And then you aren't argmaxing. You're using resources effectively. For example, some info-hazardous thoughts exist, like hyper-optimized against you basilisks, which are dangerous to think about, although most thoughts are probably safe. But an agent which plans its next increment of planning using a reflective self-model is emo not going to be like hey it would be predicted great if I spent the next increment of time thinking about an entity which is trying to manipulate me. So for example a reflective agent trying to actually win with the available resources wouldn't do something dumb like run argmax or find the plan which some part of me evaluates most highly. Strong violation of the non-adversarial principle suggests that greater optimization and argmax over all plans are deeply and fundamentally unwise. This isn't to say that argmaxing over all plans can't be safe, even in theory. There exist robust platonic grader functions which assign highest expected utility to a non-bogus plan which we actually want. There might exist utility functions which are safe for Axi to argmax. We are not going to find those globally safe platonic functions. We should not try to find them. It doesn't make sense to align an agent that way. Committing to this design pattern means committing to evaluate every possible plan the AI might come up with. In my opinion, that's a crazy commitment. It's like saying, what if I made a monomaniacal strongly super intelligent sociopath who only cares about making toasters, and then arrange the world so that the only possible way they can make toasters is by making diamonds. Yes, possibly there do exist ways to arrange the world so as to satisfy this strange plan. But it's just deeply unwise to try to do. Don't make them care about making toasters, or about evaluations of how many diamonds they're making. If we want an agent to produce diamonds, then I propose we make it care about producing diamonds. How? I have suggested one simple baseline approach which I do not presently consider to be fundamentally blocked. But I suspect that, between me and other readers, what differs is more our models of intelligence. Perhaps some people have reactions like, Sure, we know alignment is hard, it's hard to motivate agents without messing up their motivations. Old news. And yet you seem to think that that's an artifact of greater optimization? What else could a smart agent be doing, if not optimizing some expected utility function over all possible plans? On my end, I have partial but detailed working models of how intelligence works and how values work, such that I can imagine cognition which is planning-based, agentic, and also not based on greater optimization or global argmax over all plans. You'll read a detailed story in the next subsection. Greater optimization, equals planning. And people aren't greater optimizers, either. Imagine someone who considers a few plans, grades them, for example how good does my gut say this plan is, and chooses the best. They are not a greater optimizer. They are not trying to navigate to the state where they propose and execute a plan which gets maximally highly rated by some evaluative submodule. They use a grading procedure to locally rate and execute plans, and may even locally think what would make me feel better about this plan. But the point of their optimization isn't find the plan which makes me feel as good as globally possible. Let's dive into concrete detail. Here's a story of how valued child might think. Continuing to hear friends talk about Fortnite. An alternate mechanistic vision of how agents can be motivated to directly care about for example diamonds or working hard. In Don't Design Agents which exploit adversarial inputs, I wrote about two possible mind designs. Imagine a mother whose child has been goofing off at school and getting in trouble. The mom just wants her kid to take education seriously and have a good life. Suppose she had two, unrealistic but illustrative, choices. Evaluation child, the mother makes her kid care extremely strongly about doing things which the mom would evaluate as working hard and behaving well. Value child, the mother makes her kid care about working hard and behaving well. I explained how evaluation child is positively incentivized to dupe his model of his mom and thereby exploit adversarial inputs to her cognition. This shows that aligning an agent to evaluations of good behavior is not even close to aligning an agent to good behavior. However, Some commenters seemed maybe skeptical that value child can exist, or uncertain how concretely that kind of mind works. I worry, suspect that many people have read shard theory posts without internalizing new ideas about how cognition can work, about how real world caring can work on a mechanistic level. Where effective real world cognition doesn't have to, implicitly, be about optimizing an expected utility function over all possible plans. This last sentence might have even seemed bizarre to you. Here, then, is an extremely detailed speculative story for Value Child's first day at school. Well, his first day spent with his newly implanted work hard and behave well Value Shards. Value Child gets dropped off at school. He recognizes his friends, via high-level cortical activations previously formed through self-supervised learning, and waves at them, friend Shard was left intact. They rush over to greet him. They start talking about Fortnite. Value Child cringes slightly as he predicts he will be more distracted later at school and, increasingly, put in a mental context where his game shard takes over decision making, which is reflectively predicted to lead to him daydreaming during class. This is a negative update on the primary shard relevant features for the day. His general purpose planning machinery generates an example hard working shard desired terminal state, paying rapt attention during Mr. Buck's math class, his first class today. He currently predicts that while he is in Mr. Buck's class later, he will still be somewhat distracted by residual game-related cognition causing him to loop into reward-predicted self-reinforcing thoughts. He notices a surprisingly low predicted level for a variable amount of game-related cognition predicted for future situation. Mr. Buck's class, which is important to a currently activated shard, working hard. This triggers a previously learned query to his WM. Why are you making this prediction for this quantity? The WM responds with a few sources of variation, including how value child is currently near his friends who are talking about Fortnite. In more detail, the WM models the following, most of it not directly translatable to English. His friends' utterances will continue to be about Fortnite. Their words will be processed and then light up Fortnite-related abstractions, which causes both prediction of more Fortnite-related observations and also increasingly strong activation of the game shard. Due to previous reward events, his game shard is shaped so as to bit up game related thoughts, which are themselves rewarding events, which causes a positive feedback loop where he slightly daydreams about video games while his friends talk. When class is about to start, his get to class related cognition will be activated by his knowledge of the time and his WM indicating I'm at school. His mental context will slightly change, he will enter the classroom and sit down, and he will take out his homework. He will then pay token attention due to previous negative social reward events around being caught off guard. Exception thrown. The world model was concurrently coarsely predicting what it thinks will happen given his current real values, which include working hard. The coarse prediction clashes with the above cash prediction that he will only pay token attention in math class. The WM hiccups on this point, pausing to more granularly recompute its predictions. It squashes the cash prediction that he doesn't strongly care about paying attention in class. Since his mom installed a hard-working shard and an Excel at school shard, he will actively try to pay attention. This prediction replaces the cash prior prediction. However, value child will still have game-related cognition activated, and will daydream. This decreases value-relevant quantities, like how hard he will be working and how much he will excel and how much he will learn. This last part is antithetical to the new shards, so they bid downhang around friends before heading into school. Having located a predicted-to-be-controllable source of negative influence on value-relevant outcomes, the shards bid for planning to begin. The implied causal graph is v. Distracted during class. So the automatic causality noticing algorithms bid to knock out the primary modeled cause of the negative value relevant influence. The current planning sub is set to, make causal antecedent false and reduce level of predicted distraction. Candidate concretization set to, get away from friends. The child at this point notices they want to get away from this discussion, that they are in some sense uncomfortable. They feel themselves looking for an excuse to leave the conversation they don't experience the flurry of thoughts and computations described above. Subconscious computation is subconscious. Even conscious thoughts won't introspectively reveal their algorithmic underpinnings. Hey, Stephen, did you get problem number three for math? I want to talk about it. Value Child starts walking away. Crucially, in this story, Value Child cares about working hard and that his lines of cognition stream together to make sure he actually works hard in the future. He isn't trying to optimize his later evaluation of having worked hard. He isn't ultimately and primarily trying to come up with a plan which he will later evaluate as being a maximally hard work involving plan. Value child comes up with a hard work plan as an effect of his cognition, not as a motivating cause, not because he only wants to come up with plans he himself will rate highly. He values working hard. As a corollary, greater optimization is not synonymous with planning. Greater optimization is when high plan evaluations are the motivating cause of planning, where I found a plan which I think leads to diamond is the terminal goal, and not just a side effect of cognition, as it is for values child. Intended takeaways I am not, in fact, perfectly pessimistic about greater optimization. I feel confident, tilde 95%, that we will not train a greater which is secured against actor level intelligences. Even if the greater is reasonably smarter than the actor, tilde 90%. That said, I think this pattern is extremely unwise, and alternative patterns of fake cleanly avoid incentivizing the agent to exploit adversarial inputs to the greater. Thus, I bid that we give up on all schemes which involve motivating the agent to get high outputs from a greater function, including approval-based amplification, if the trained agent is supposed to be terminally motivated by the amplified overseer's ratings. Approval-directed agents. Although approval-directed agents are only searching over actions and not plans, action space is exponentially smaller than plan space. However, If the action space is rich and expressive enough to include for example three paragraph English descriptions, I think that there will be seriously adversarial actions which will be found and exploited by smart approval-directed agents. Given a very small action space, for example, A equals 10, the adversarial input issue should be pretty tame, which is strictly separate from other issues with this approach. Indirect normativity in any form which points the AI's motivations so that it optimizes an idealized grader's evaluations. This includes what would this specific and super-intelligent SEV universe simulation say about this plan? This doesn't include, somehow, getting an AI which correctly computes what program would be recommended by AGI designers in an altruistic and superintelligent branch of humanity, and then the AI executes that program and shuts itself off without doing anything else. Does the superintelligent ELK direct reporter say the diamond is in the room? Don't try to make the actor-grader scheme more complicated in hopes of resolving the issue via that frame via some clever seeming variant of actor grader. Don't add more graders, or try to ensure the grader is just really smart, or give up on any scheme which requires you to adequately evaluate every single plan the AI is able to come up with. That's an optimizer's curse maximizing design pattern. Find a better way to do things. Stop thinking about argmax over all plans according to some criterion that's not a limiting model of realistic embedded intelligence, and it also ensures that that the criterion has to penalize all of the worst adversarial inputs. Conclusion. I strongly hope that this essay clarifies my thoughts around greater optimization and its attendant on wisdom. The design patterns of care about evaluations of plans and optimize a utility function over all possible futures seem unnatural and lead to enormous, apparently avoidable difficulties. I think there are enormous benefits to be reaped by considering a wider, more realistic range of possible minds. While this essay detailed how Valued Child might think, I haven't yet focused on why I think Value Child does better, or what the general principles may be. I'll speculate on that in the next essay. Thanks to Charles Foster, Thomas Qua, Garrett Baker, and Tail Called for Thoughts. Appendix A: Addressing Questions. The point isn't any argmax equals bad. Someone messaged me. I was more commenting out of a feeling that your argument proved too much. As a stupid example, A grader can use the scoring rubric score equals one if the plan is to sit on the chair and chew bubblegum in this extremely specific way, score equals zero for every other possible plan in the universe, and then if you argmax, you get that specific thing. And you can say that's not a central example, but I wasn't seeing what assumption you made that would exclude silly edge cases like that. I replied. This is fair and I should have clarified. In fact, Evan Hubbinger pointed out something like this a few months back but I never got around to adding it to this article. I agree that you can program in one or more desired action sequences into the utility function. My current guess at the rule is, we don't know how to design an argmax agent, operating in reality with a plan space over plans in reality, such that the agent chooses a plan which A, we ourselves could not have specified and B, does what we wanted. E.g. picking 5 flowers, or making 10 diamonds. If you're just whitelisting a few desired plans, then of course optimizer's curse can't hurt you. The indicator function has hard coded and sparsely defined support, there is nothing to dupe, no non trivial grading rule to hack via adversarial inputs. But if you're trying to verify good outcomes which you couldn't have brought about yourself, I claim that that protection will evaporate and you will get instantly vaporized by the optimizer's curse at max intensity. Does that make more sense? Like, consider the proposal you grade whether the AI picked 5 flowers, and the AI optimizes for that evaluation, it's not that you don't know what it means to pick 5 flowers. It's not that you don't contain enough of the true name of flowers. It's that, in these design patterns, you aren't aligning the AI to flowers, you're aligning it to your evaluations, and your evaluations can be hacked to hell and back by plans which have absolutely nothing to do with flowers. I separately privately commented to Tailcalled. My point wasn't meant to be argmax always bad, it's meant to be argmax over all plans instantly ensures you have to grade the worst possible adversarial inputs. And so for any given cognitive setup, we can ask what kinds, if any, of adversarial examples might this run into, and with what probability, and in what situations. E.g. if value child is being fed observations by a hard work minimizer, he's in an adversarial regime and I do expect his lines of thought to hit upon adversarial inputs relative to his decision-making procedures. Such that he gets fooled. But value's child is not, by his own purposes, searching for these adversarial inputs. Value child is still vulnerable to adversarial inputs. In private communication, reproduced with permission, Tailcald wrote. Imagine Valued Child reads some pop neuroscience, and gets a model of how distractions work in the brain. And reads about neurosurgery for curing various conditions. His WM might then end up with a you haven't received neurosurgery to make you more hard working as a cause of getting distracted in class. And then he might request one of his friends to do neurosurgery on him. And then he would die because his friend can't do that safely. If I'm not misunderstanding Valued Child, then this is something that Valued Child could decide to do. And if I'm not misunderstanding the problem you are pointing at with argmax, then this seems like an instance of the problem? I.e. Value Child's world model overestimates the degree to which he can be made more hardworking and avoid dying by having his friend poke around with sharp objects at his brain. So in using the world model to search for a plan, he decides to ask his friend to poke around with sharp objects in his brain. I replied. Yeah, I agree that he could be mistaken and take a dumb course of action. This is indeed an upwards evaluation error, so to speak. It's not that I think for example shard agents can freely avoid serious upwards errors, it's that they aren't seeking them out on purpose. As I wrote to Daniel K. in a recent comment. One of the main threads is don't design agents which exploit adversarial inputs. The point isn't that people can't or don't fall victim to plans which, by virtue of spurious appeal to a person's value shards, cause the person to unwisely pursue the plan. The point here is that, I claim, intelligent people convergently want to avoid this happening to them a diamond shard will not try to find adversarial inputs to itself. That was my original point, and I think it stands. Furthermore, I think that, in systems with multiple optimizers, for example shards, some optimizers can feed the other optimizers adversarial inputs. Adversarial inputs are most common in the presence of an adversary, after all. A very rough guess at what this looks like, a luxury good shard proposes a golden laptop buying plan, while emphasizing how this purchase stimulates the economy and so helps people. This plan was optimized to positively activate for example the altruism shard, so as to increase the plan's execution probability. In humans, I think this is more commonly known as motivated reasoning. So, even in value child, adversarial inputs can still crop up, but via a different mechanism which should disappear once the agent gets smart enough to for example do an internal values handshake. As I said to Wei Dai, I agree that humans sometimes fall prey to adversarial inputs. However, This does not seem important from my, intended, original point. Namely, if you're trying to align for example a brute force search plan maximizer or a greater optimizer, you will fail due to high-strength optimizers curse forcing you to evaluate extremely scary adversarial inputs. But also this is sideways of real-world alignment, where realistic motivations may not be best specified in the form of utility function over observation universe histories. Appendix B, Prior Work Abram Dembski writes about Everett et al.'s self-modification of policy and utility function in rational agents. As a first example, consider the wireheading problem for ax like agents in the case of a fixed utility function which we know how to estimate from sense data. As discussed in Daniel Dewey's Learning What to Value and Other Places, if you try to implement this by putting the utility calculation in a box which rewards an ACE-like RL agent, the agent can eventually learn to modify or remove the box, and happily does so if it can get more reward by doing so. This is because the RL agent predicts and attempts to maximize reward received. If it understands that it can modify the reward giving box to get more reward, it will. We can fix this problem by integrating the same reward box with the agent in a better way. Rather than having the RL agent learn what the output of the box will be and plan to maximize the output of the box, we use the box directly to evaluate possible futures and have the agent plan to maximize that evaluation. Now, if the agent considers modifying the box, it evaluates that future with the current box. The box is currently configured sees no advantage to such tampering. This is called an observation utility maximizer, to contrast it with reinforcement learning. Daniel Dewey goes on to show that we can incorporate uncertainty about the utility function into observation utility maximizers, recovering the kind of learning what is being rewarded that RL agents were supposed to provide. Stable pointers to value: an agent embedded in its own utility function. The point of this post isn't just that, for example, value child evaluates the future with his own values, as opposed to putting the utility calculation in a box. I'm not describing a failure of tampering with the grader. I'm describing a failure of optimizing the output of a box grader, even if the box is directly evaluating possible futures. After all, evaluation child uses the box to directly evaluate possible futures. Evaluation child wants to maximize the evaluation of his model of his mother. As described above, value child is steered by his values. He isn't optimizing for the output of some module in his brain. Appendix C, greater optimization quiz. Greater optimization is about how the agent thinks, it's about the way in which they are motivated. Scenario 1. Bill looks around the workshop. The windows are shattered. The diamonds, where are they? Should he allocate more time to meta-planning? What thoughts should he think next? No. Time is very limited and spending more time thinking now would lead to fewer expected diamonds. He decides to simply wield the cognitive habits which his past mental training drilled to activate in this kind of mental context. Police? Promising, but spend a few more seconds generating ideas to avoid automatic opportunity cost from prematurely committing to the first idea. After all, doing otherwise historically led to fewer diamonds, which produce less cognition update quantity, i.e. reward, than expected and so his credit assignment chipped away at the impulse to premature action in this kind of situation. Generate alternate explanations for where the diamonds went? No, Bill's self-model expects this to slightly decrease probability of inferring in time where the diamonds went, and so Bill feels like avoiding that next thought. Question, is Bill a greater optimizer? No. Bill's cognition is shaped towards acquiring diamonds, his cognition reliably pulls him into futures where he has more diamonds. This is not greater optimization. This is Bill caring about diamonds, not about his own evaluations of whether a plan will acquire diamonds. Scenario 2. Bill flops down on his bed. Finally, he has private time to himself. All he wants, all he's ever wanted, is to think that he's finally made it, that he can finally believe himself to have acquired real diamonds. He doesn't care how he does it. He just wants to believe, and that's it. Bill has always been different, somehow. When he was a kid, Bill would imagine plans like I go to school and also have tons of diamonds, and that would initially trick him into thinking that he'd found a plan which led to tons of diamonds. But as he got older and smarter, he thought maybe he could do better. He started learning about psychology and neuroscience. He started guessing how his brain worked, how to better delude himself, the ultimate human endeavor. Question, is Bill a greater optimizer? Yes. Bill's optimizing for either his future physical evaluation of plan quality, or some platonic formalization of did I come up with a plan I think is promising? Which? The story is ambiguous. But the mark of greater optimization is quite plain, as given by a plan generator stretching its wits to maximize the output of a greater. The actor may give an instrumental damn about diamonds, because diamond producing plans sometimes produce high evaluations. But in actor greater motivational setups, an inner aligned actor only gives a terminal damn about the evaluations although XI's epistemic prior is malign and possibly unsafe. But, you don't have to have another approach in mind in order to abandon greater optimization. Here are some things I would ask myself, were I confused about how non-greater optimizing agents might be motivated. Hey, I realize some strangeness about this thing, greater optimization, which I was trying to do. I wonder whether there are other perspectives or frame shifts which would make this problem go away? I notice that I don't expect a paperclip AI to resort to greater optimization in order to implement its own unaligned values. What do I anticipate would happen, internally, to an AI as I trained it via some RL curriculum? If it cared about paperclips, how would that caring be implemented, mechanistically? Hmm, this way of caring about things seems weird. In what ways is greater optimization similar and dissimilar to the suspected ways in which human beings care about things? Contrast with a quote from the original article. Similarly, if, the actor, is smarter than, the greater, expects, the only problem is that, the actor, won't be able to use all of his intelligence to devise excellent plans. This is a serious problem, but it can be fixed by trial and error, rather than leading to surprising failure modes. Not that I think this has a snowflakes chance in hell of working in time. But it seemed important to show that not all indirect normativity is greater optimization. Earlier this year, I analyzed how brute force plan search might exploit this scheme for using an ELK direct translator. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.